Good morning and welcome to our worship service during this, this coronavirus social distancing. Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Blessed be the God of our salvation, who bears our burdens and forgives our sins. And let us pray for the people. During the final days of his earthly life, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. And in faithful obedience, he opened the way to eternal salvation. Let us open our hearts this day as we lift up our deepest needs and concerns to the one who is mighty to save. We pray for all leaders and people that by the power of your cross, you would drive out all violence, domination, and injustice in our world as you draw us to your Christ. We pray for our war-ravaged world that you would teach us to walk together in your way of righteousness and peace. We pray for the vocation of the church, that our prayers would bear the fruit of action as we hear the cries of pain and suffering of those in need. We pray for the poor, the terrified, and the oppressed, and those who are too much alone that they may find a home in you as we serve them in your name. As your son anticipated his death on the cross, in light of your steadfast love, may all who have died or who are dying be at rest in your eternal care. Through Christ, with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, we glorify you, almighty God, with an unending thanks and praise. And as we get ready to hear our scripture for this morning, let us pray for illumination. Your word, O God, has power to change our lives and to create a whole new world. As we meditate on your word this day, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may treasure your word with our whole hearts and fix our eyes on you. Amen. The scripture this morning is out of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 5 through so also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Do you all remember in school how important it was to put your name on your paper? 
I do. I remember that I had some teachers that would even take points off if you didn't, or if you forgot to put the date on the paper. After working in the archives of the museum up, museum up in Holland, Michigan during college, and working closely with the scriptures in seminary, I have come to realize just how important putting our names and dates on our work is. It helps give credit where credit is due, and it helps establish a reference point for certain things such as phrases and laws. Granted, I do not think that very much of what I write will, be, will make it beyond a six-month period. But for some people, they were writing down some of the most important work in their lives. And we have no idea who wrote it, or even when. We are left to guess and to use what clues we can find. Much of our sacred text falls into that issue, and Hebrews is no different. The book is so named for the original audience who heard it. When the canon was first put together, it was thought that Hebrews had been written possibly by Paul, which is why its placement is with the other epistles. As time went on, that theory became less likely, and ideas sprang up that attributed the writing to someone who worked with Paul, perhaps a scribe. There are some that even feel it could have been written by Luke or even Priscilla from Acts. The time period in which it was written falls somewhere between 60 and 90 East, or excuse me, AD. The book itself is actually a sermon that ties together the teachings of the Jewish people with an understanding of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Throughout the book, there are references to many Hebrew scripture texts from the Psalms and even Genesis that are used to make the case that Jesus is the true Messiah. This particular sermon of Hebrews is interesting in that manner because something I was taught in seminary was not to insert Jesus into the Hebrew scriptures, but rather to take them as, they, as a covenant with the people and to let the sacred text speak to us as we form our connection and relationship with God. As believers in the divinity of Jesus Christ, it's hard not to want to interject stories of the new covenant into the old. The whole collection is important in our lives as followers of God, not just the parts that include Jesus. Nonetheless, the text from Hebrews brings Jesus to the Psalms especially. One such example is referring to Jesus as high priest, we know from other scriptures and studies that the high priest was the only one who could enter the Holy of Holies in the temple once a year on Yom Kippur. The job of the high priest was to be a bridge between the people and God. The author of Hebrews mentions sometimes, though, that changes, changes, that changes the understanding of high priest. The author says that Jesus was a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. The significance of this order dates back to Genesis, after Abraham saves Lot. Melchizedek was a, preach, a priest from Salem, an early name for Jerusalem. 
who brings bread and wine for, for the sacrificial dinner. More significant to this particular order is that it represents an order of priests that cannot be changed, that will always be connected to God as an order of peace. It is an eternal order. It cannot be broken. Conversely, according to scholars, the priestly order of Aaron, which was established about 300 years after the Abraham story, was never meant to be eternal. It was always meant to have disruptions and terminations. The original audience of the sermon to the Hebrews would have understood the significance in explaining that Jesus was of a certain order. It was always thus, and it can never be broken. This passage focuses on the connection of Jesus between the people on earth and God in heaven. It describes the power of Jesus' prayers. It describes for us the fight that Jesus gave on our behalf. He sees the suffering world, and he cried out loudly and tearfully that the suffering of the people be stopped. It is through these prayers that Jesus began to fully understand the complete nature of his being. When we think of Jesus praying for us, we are supposed to be reminded of his prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane. Through his suffering, he began to understand that in order for the suffering of the world to end, he would have to suffer on the cross. Jesus learned from his suffering. He learned about himself and about others. He learned about the intentions of God. We know the saying, what does not kill us makes us stronger. It's not a perfect saying, as there are certainly hardships that could happen in our lives that we should not allow to continue, things like abuse or neglect. But life is full of hardships, and through those hardships, we are shaped. Our hardships are not unique. Although we may feel that we are the only ones to ever suffer, we certainly are not. And even in the midst of our social distancing, our hardships should not be used as a way to isolate us from each other, and certainly not from God. Our hardships should bring us closer to God and to a life of prayer, just as Jesus did through his own suffering. Prayer is the iron bridge that connects us to God. It is what we are called to do. We are called to be in relationship with God, and we do that through our prayers. God is with us no matter what is happening in our lives. God is with us when we hear good news about a growing family or perhaps a new job. God is with us when we receive a phone call from our doctor telling us that our test results are not what we had hoped for. God is with us through a time of uncertainty, a time of disruption. God is with us through our connection and communication, and that is strengthened through a strong life of prayer. Prayer moves us closer to our eternal salvation. 
Lent is wrapping up. Before we know it, it will be Palm Sunday and the beginning of Holy Week, the beginning of the life as ancient people knew it. Within a few weeks, everything they knew to be true will have changed. Everything they thought they believed about the power of God will be thrown out. Jesus will allow the will of God to come true as he is betrayed, arrested, beaten, and martyred. Jesus will suffer for our sake so that he may enter heaven and continue to pray on our behalf. I forget about that sometimes. When I think of Jesus in heaven, I think of him sitting at the right hand of God, so as we so often hear. But I often forget that he's not simply sitting around, he is working. He is on our side. He is making our case to God when we royally screw up. He is keeping the bridge open between us and God. He is keeping the connection strong within our community with each other. What a feeling that is to remember. We are not alone in our lives. We can find our strength through our prayers and faith in Jesus Christ, the one and only who suffered and died so that he could resurrect be resurrected to show the power of God and to ascend into heaven to be a witness on our behalf. And now let us pray as he so taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.